Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello and welcome to episode number 23 of the weekly Lost Edition of Generally Speaking. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we're coming to you uh, in a different way this week. We're going to try something out new for our podcast. And it is actually the afternoon, Wednesday, uh, May 17th. And we are just hours before the episode three minutes comes on. Are you excited? Yeah, I am. What we want to do is just briefly talk about what we think is going to happen tonight, or at least some thoughts on the show regarding the previews that we've seen, both here in the United States and what Stephanie and I have uncovered from the Canadian previews. And so the first thing I want to do is go ahead and play the United States version of the preview for three minutes. So here's what that sounds like. What it take us to get to their camp? They won't be expecting us. I think Michael has been compromised. Why would he lie to us? I don't even think my son is alive. He is alive. He's standing outside right now. Oh my God! An all-new Lost next Wednesday, nine eight central, only on ABC. Okay, so Stephanie, from that, do you have any thoughts? Well. It's got some really cool music, you know, like something's going to happen. You yes. Know, because you can tell by the, the music in the background. And uh, you hear a gunshot in mm-hmm. the very beginning. You got the drums going and, well, not a gunshot. You hear a gun. Clicking. Click, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like okay, that. that was clapping on me. Um, here's one of my favorite things about season finales. Yes. Especially, especially with Lost more than some of the other shows that I watch. Right. Is that we've gone weeks without seeing Claire and Son and Jen. And here it is, the last two episodes, and we're going to see everybody. At least we hope so. That Well, the preview kind of leads on that, you know, Claire says, oh, my God. And, um, yeah, which that and leads in me to the say. Canadian commercial, they show Son talking to Michael. Well, since you brought it so, up, let's go ahead and go play, ahead and play, that, play real that real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Michael returns to camp. Oh, what happened to them? They were murdered. But he's not staying. I have to get my son back. It's gotta be just the people who already know. You, me, Kate, Sawyer, Curly. That's it. Will the plan work? Clock and Echo went out in the middle of the night, but we ain't seen either of them since. Those are the guns, aren't they? What are you doing with them? What do you think we're doing? It's time to finish this. Only two episodes left. Lost. Next Wednesday at 7, 10 Central on CTV. So, yes, it does absolutely look as like as though they're going to bring in a, 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 the full well, body it does of the cast. Show, it does show them all standing on the beach looking out at, at something. The only thing is I will have to horizon, disagree. There, so. are some, there are some missing characters in those. I, I didn't see Rose and Bernard. We're going to see a lot of people that we haven't seen in quite some time. Very good. And I is agree. Yeah, and I'm excited okay. to see that. Okay. Maybe they'll do some more with the son being pregnant thing. That Maybe. would be interesting. Um, Hopefully they'll clear up some of the whole, you know, all of the others in the hatch last week were totally stupid, in my opinion. In what, my what are you opinion, talking about? Talking about when Libby uttered Michael, and they all think, was that last week or the week before? It was last week. It was last week. And so they all think that she wants to know how Michael is, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And Saeed's going to be the one to come in and say, you know, Michael's up to something. Well, Michael the is... Canadian version of the preview totally I, makes it, it look totally, like yeah. uh, only you and, and this person. Oh, wait. And this person. And 
and this person. We're the only ones, and nobody else, because you, I've me, been given Sawyer, my direction. Kate, Hurley. Only the five of us. Only us, because that's what I was told and instructed to do. I mean, hello, how clearly can you just reveal right. to them that you have a preset agenda that you've come to accomplish. I so, mean, and I think that it's uh, Saeed's a very smart man, obviously. And, um, and except it's for the come in and <laughs> except for the one thing Saeed says, and and I I would have to. Okay. <laughs> Those are the guns, aren't they? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he hasn't seen a gun in a while. And <laughs> maybe it, <laughs> not. Um, but being you know his background, and he's going to come in and say, you know, I don't think Michael's being all that honest with you and um yep i think he's been what did he say compromised compromised so anyway why would he lie to us because a man would do anything to save his child let me ask you this what would you like to see happen in this episode now it's called three minutes and uh they did some joking on the official lost podcast saying you know is this only three minutes some people were asking it's like yeah it's just gonna be three minutes and no, 40, uh, 50 <laughs> 57 minutes of commercials but <laughs> the I, I, end I, is gonna be the best three minutes in television well that's typically how lost does it and some of the episodes have full episodes that can follow up and, and carry you to that and the other ones just are ho-hum until the end but we won't go there <laughs> So here's the deal. Three minutes. From my understanding, just what I'm thinking here, and, and correct me if you think, if you have a different opinion, but it's going to be the same three minutes retold in different, from different perspectives. Like, I don't wh- know. I've heard, I've heard a lot of things. Well, tell me some things that you've heard. I've heard that the three minutes is the three minutes Michael gets to spend with Walt. Okay. Um, that that's the only time he got to spend with him. That would make sense for um, the title. Anything else that you you have that you would like to see in the ap- episode tonight? Hmm. Would you like uh, Michael to be caught? I would. I would. I don't like the fact that he's been compromised. That I mean, I understand doing anything to save your child. I, I understand that. But, um... Outside of the moral laws that govern some people, I can right. I can de- right. definitely a good story plot and, uh, in this in the show. I will I will say but that. But I do want him to be found out. I do. So want you him to you be want him to be exposed the, mm-hmm. tonight in tonight's w- episode. I think that there would be in tonight or in next week's well, definitely I, here in the end. But I think that there is a better way to get Walt back. Do you think that they'll carry the Michael being? an infiltrator all the way into season three? I mean, I know we would like it not to, but they could, could, could that be a part I, I of think, the cliffhanger that they have? I think I've said from a couple months back that I think the war is the cliffhanger. Right. So it very well could be that Michael will not be outed until season three. Okay. Very good. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I have to be back at work in four minutes. Luckily <laughs> I work right across the street from where I live. And so we're going to go ahead and turn the microphones off here. And in just a few seconds, you're actually going to hear what we're recording just probably about 40 or less minutes after we view tonight's episode called Three Minutes. Hey, we're back in the studio now. We've just watched Lost. Stephanie, how you feel? I feel great. We have a special guest with us, everybody's favorite, Rem's voice. Well, actually, we have Rem. <laughs> Rem, welcome to the show again. Greetings and salutations. So you just uh, got the show up there in Canada as well at the same time, I guess. Just finished watching it about 15 minutes ago. Well, very cool. Did you take notes? 
No, I well, I took mental notes. Okay. Cliff took like five yes. pages of notes. I have five I'm pages like, of notes. Seriously. <laughs> I guess those are the Cliff's notes, huh? They are the Cliff's <laughs> notes of Lost. Uh, so anyway, let's go ahead and uh, just jump right in. Stephanie, let me ask you first. What was your initial response to this episode? And don't say how you can say anything but ho hum. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll be using those two words ever again. Um, um, actually, it's kind of ho hum without the ho and the h at the beginning. <laughs> you are mean. You are mean. <laughs> Moving right along. There was something I was watching it, and I said I cannot forget this because I want to bring it up. But you didn't take notes. And I didn't take notes, and I forgot it. All right. Rem, how about you? My initial impression was it was a good episode, but I found myself comparing it to the question mark episode last week. Really? And I I really did, and I I kind of of found myself thinking, you know, it's a good episode, but it's not as good as question mark. And it really comes down, I think, to the writing. Really? I agree. I really do agree. When we were watching Question Mark, that was written by Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof. The dialogue was awesome. Dialogue was and very good. It really was. And and this episode was good, but a few a few things seemed a little off to me. Or maybe I'm just spoiled by the uh, the Question Mark episode being so good. Okay, well Cliff's going to step out on a ledge here and say I think it was an excellent episode. No, I'm not saying it wasn't excellent. Okay. I'm not. Well, I I'm going to I did think at times it moved kind of slow. Okay, well, hello. This is Cliff going to bring up the show here, okay? Oh, does that mean I'm done now? (laughs) No. Good grief. Absolutely not. But I am telling you that it's kind of funny that, Rem, you said that you compared it to Question Mark. Because Question Mark, well, okay, there was a couple times Question Mark came to mind. Like, okay, where's John? Uh, Here's Echo back. But where's John? And, of course, they finally show us. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, I know they just got back from this new hatch. and, And now Echo's on a different mission, which... Uh, we probably won't get into here, but probably in our closer look at Lost coming up in a couple of days. But anyway, my, I found myself comparing it to The Hunting Party. I, I If there is anything brilliant in this is I just loved the fact that I got to see the exact same scene from The Hunting Party from a different perspective. Yes, that was very cool. Very cool indeed. And and even though that's used a lot in a, in a lot of different places, it's still is not worn out on me. I loved the fact that now we got to see how close Michael was to that situation and and we got to see that it really wasn't Alex that brought I her know, out. I thought that was pretty cool. And and we got to see I, I don't know, I just really enjoyed how we got to revisit the exact same scene and I'm almost wondering did they shoot that Originally, when they shot the hunting party, or did they go, back? Did they go back and reshoot those takeaways? But it's it's neither here nor there. The thing right. is, is I think the writing in that particular portion of this episode was brilliant. I think the part I walked away with most enjoying was when Saeed went to Jack and said, "You know, Michael's been compromised. There's something very wrong here." I really enjoyed that. I enjoy the fact that Saeed's the only smart one on the island. <laughs> the rest of them are seeming a little clouded. <laughs> I, I love... Here's, the, here's a brilliant line. Uh, you believe a lot, Saeed. Yes, and I also That's believe sweet. Henry Gale was another. <laughs> yes. Right. I, hello, I've been right. I'm 10 for 10 here, okay? <laughs> so, uh, and then another brilliant 
thing that for me was for this episode was absolutely seeing Walt. I mean, it's been over. I don't know if I was a little bit let down because I've expected it so much and I wanted to see more of it, but but I was just glad to finally see it. Yes, yes. And I was really curious to see how much he would have grown because I figured by now he's probably six foot five, you know. <laughs> and he so. didn't look that much older in in the shots that they gave of him. And but that's if, true, you know. At, at least at first glance, he well, didn't. They have they have special techniques of recording to to mess with those things too. Yeah, probably camera angle had a lot to do with it. I noticed the, that it was you very kind of, dark. It was very dark, tent. and they kind of shot from the bottom going up, up. at Walt. Mm-hmm rather than down at Walt, showing how tall he is. Right. Uh, I, I, I'm interested in having a couple days between now and our next recording to actually go back and see the last time we saw Walt and compare some screen captures to the Walt before Taken mm-hmm. and Walt after Taken. Mm-hmm. Yes. That would be good to see. And, in fact, if any of our listeners out there uh, would like to send us some screen captures of that so Cliff doesn't have to go and do that work himself, I'd be happy to get those at podcast at ravenscraft.org. Hey, can I throw out one thing regarding the uh, the new mission that Echo has taken upon himself? Yes, please do. Do you get a sense that this dream that Echo had is not a good dream? I believe it was a planted dream, even. I'm starting to think that way, too. You know, now Echo believes that he has to push the button in the same way that John feels that he was, was designed, you know, to, to push the button in. But I'm starting to wonder if these dreams were actually plugged into these guys and they are following a mission that is not going to have beneficial results. I, I would totally agree with you. In fact, um, the I, I coming from the Christian perspective here, you've got this guy who... While he may or may not be a real genuine priest, and I think last week kind of hinted towards the fact that he's just been pretending, but yet he's done it with with the right heart, that he has really, at least since he's been on the island, has really taken on this faith to be himself of his, of his own accord and, and feels called by God to to be the priest. And, Absolutely. And, and he starts building a church, which which if a man is called by God he would begin doing things of that nature. And then all of a sudden, to have this dream that Echo has, and then not only does Echo have a a dream, but then Locke suddenly has a dream, and it's the same line of dream and the same characters within the dream, and the dream seems to be reinforcing uh, Echo's dream. And then all of a sudden... We're supposed to think that this is some kind of inspiration, that this is the new most important thing you do with your life, Echo. Those dreams are obviously not from God. Because right. because he felt God God's call to build a church to help people and, and salvation comes in different ways kind of things. And and talking about forgiveness. And, and he was really trying to help people. I mean, he's baptized two individuals on the island with Claire and the baby and... And, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, uh, we're going to have the funeral and, you know, we're getting ready to prepare. And, and, and it's kind of like, well, obviously you being the priest and all, you're going to be speaking since, you know, you have been building this church. It's just obvious, Mr. Echo, that you're going to be. He's like, oh, thanks. I'll mourn here in my own way. You know, it, it that tells me that these dreams are not from God. And you know what else I would think? I just got this. Wouldn't it be interesting if we found out that Locke and Echo are both having these dreams and they are the only two who have ever confronted and survived the smoke monster. Oh. 
Yeah. So maybe maybe the security system was able to adequately scan them to find out what motivates them and then implant dreams into them to get these two guys to do what the security system wants. Or implant other memories. Hmm. Could be. Because that, again, this has been something I've said since the early days of our podcast, is that I believe it's very possible that there is some kind of technique that they're using to implant memories of people's pasts into the minds of the people on the island. Now, I'm not going to go so far as to say that that's definitely what's happening, but what you bring up, Rem, really brings that back to the foreground. I think so. Stephanie, hmm. Stephanie, uh, let me ask you real quick because there was something that you said. If I bring it up, I have to make sure that I give you the credit since you did it. Um, Echo knows. Tell us about that. Um, Michael's in the hatch on the floor cleaning up Libby's blood. Mm-hmm. And Echo comes over and starts talking to him, shares the story about little boy beats his dog with a shovel and... Um, I believe that Echo knows it was Michael that shot Anna Lucia and Libby and himself in the shoulder. And without telling him he he knows, he... He tells a parable. Tells a parable. Oh, Absolutely. interesting. And, and I think that Echo knows. Steph, and, and, and I, I... I called it right away. You, you I, called it, and, and I completely agree with you. I think that Echo uh, manufactured that story. I think Echo has this wise perception. I think he had he the does. same. He just Saeed well, he's was a, lived a life. You yeah, know? I mean, some kind of life. Saeed was not the only one who knew for a fact, without any doubt, that Henry Gale was another. Right. Mister Echo also knew. Right. Well, when you consider what Saeed has gone through in the work that he's done, and I'm sure if you're putting together a resume to be a Nigerian drug lord, you've got to have pretty good people analyzation skills. Absolutely. So I'm sure that Echo could probably take one look at a, a situation or a person and size them up really quickly. So you could be onto something there. Yeah. And and the whole um, Michael asking, so I guess you believe in hell, huh? And, and I mean, I'm going to probably get into a little bit of that in our closer look, but just... Why would he ask that question, and why would Echo answer in the way he did? I'm looking forward to formulating some more of my thoughts on that. Did you guys pick up on the fact that Walt could have possibly appeared to Michael when he was still with his mother on the other side of the world? Absolutely. Did you pick up on that, Ren? I didn't think that he would have those kind of abilities, the the, the ability to... Bilocate. I was thinking more of like a, a telepathic ability, but but he's it, already it done like that on the island, though. He's done well, that he to Shannon. Yeah. To Shannon, yes, yeah. more than once. So maybe he could as a child. Because she kept saying, "Has he ever had? You know, has he ever been sick? Has he ever done this? Has he ever existed? Has, has he, he ever appeared where he wasn't supposed to appear?" I'm like, what kind of question is that? Well, you know, it'd be interesting if uh, when people listen to this, somebody digs into the Eastern Buddhist principle of bilocation because it is, from what I heard, talked about that um, with great um, determination and great practice, um, a master could appear in two places at the same time. There are recorded cases in history of that happening. Yeah, and and so I'm wondering if, and because the way Michael is like, (gasps) oh, There was that time when I thought I saw Walt, but 
it couldn't have been Walt, but I know it was Walt, but it couldn't have. And he, and you could tell that perhaps he's possibly he's pondering. He, it. he talked himself out of it, thinking that that could be Walt because he knows Walt's on the other side of the world. But ne- it just that reaction when she asked that question is like, oh, it was Walt that I saw, you know, in you know when he was supposed to be in wherever his mother was. You know, I think I might have to TiVo that and watch it frame by frame. <laughs> we'll pick, pick things up. <laughs> So that's really the note you want to end on? Did you have another? Do you want to end on a different note? Charlie and Claire. Oh, okay. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh, I knew she couldn't stay away too long. I I must say that I, as much as I say that I don't like the relationship crap, I was kind of happy to see him hold hands. I know, you even. (laughs) I'm just giddy about it. It's just. I like About Charlie now. I like Charlie now. I, why, I, I love why, Charlie. He's building the church for Echo. He's like Echo. Come on, man. Have you lost your faith? Did you? I, and and Vincent bringing him the you know with Sawyer not <gasps> being around lately, and Vincent bringing him the the statue of Mary and dropping it. He's like seriously, is someone <laughs> playing a trick on me? <laughs> yeah, he's like, who brought you fun. up to this? And then and then. Throwing them out in the he ocean. He threw them out into the ocean. And taking he held, care of the medicine. And, and he held the last one in his hand. And you know what I said? when he th- Just as he threw the last statue. You I said, spoke bad words. I spoke bad words. I said, you know what that means? Charlie's the next to die. You and, think? And, and, and the only reason I, I said that is because the, and the next phrase out of my mouth was, he just received redemption. Ah, he completed his story arc. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, I I hope I'm wrong. I I so hope I'm wrong because I like him now. And Charlie and Dominic, Dominic Monahan, I I hope you stay on the show, buddy. You know because we, you know I, I I think you and Claire can can do some great things together. M- Mrs. Claire all. Did you see, I just, you know, when he came over and he said hi to Aaron and the baby smiled, I'm like, the baby likes him. You know, and Claire, My, Claire's kind of put know, off babies, until he brings the, the the stuff, the vials, and it's like, you know, hey, it's for you. And it's like, oh, Charlie. And he's about oh. ready to ask her out for, for a date to the prom. And and then all of a sudden she sees Michael's back. And it's like, oh, wow, what a mood but, killer. Um, that baby likes Charlie. I think the baby had gas. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I, I know. I'm editing tonight, and you know who I'm editing out? Everybody but me. <laughs> uh, now I'll leave him in because I like to hear his voice. But hi, oh, babe, you're out of here. <laughs> no problem. Okay, everybody. Uh, thank you very much, Rem. I, I just we're gonna go ahead and continue talking here in just a moment, but uh, we're gonna go ahead and turn off the recording equipment and. Uh, any final word that you want to say about this episode, Rem? Enjoyed the show. Really, really looking forward to the finale. I, I think they've um, they've built a heck of a case, and I'm really excited to see how this season is going to end itself. Very good. And just so you know, everybody, I've got my Skype up and working. There was somebody that helped me out with a problem I was having with my laptops, and my buzzing noise is gone. And so if there are two other individuals who would like to Skype in with us on Friday evening, email me at podcast at ravenscraft.org. If we can get you with a very good connection, we might bring you into our Closer Look at Lost episode on Friday night for recording. So until next time, let's get lost.
You have been listening to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You can make our show even better with your feedback. Call our listener comment line at area code 413-521-0958 to leave your comments and questions. And please start with your name and where you're calling from. If you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast, simply click on the PayPal donate button on our website at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening. Uh, TiVo it and watch it frame by frame. You'll pick things up. <laughs>